0: you did a good job. Um, hopefully uh, that's what I did. This week we're thinking a bit about the church. Uh, and I want to do a bit of a word association game uh, with you, Kathy, Because you can spell and write beautifully, would you mind being a scribe? Because uh, I can't spell or write beautifully, and so that's going to go really badly. Can you write, firstly, the word Jesus? I think you can spell that. Where, wherever you're going to write words around it. And then everybody that's here... Is going to say words that they associate with the word Jesus. What word would you say in response to the word Jesus? Love. Love. Someone's here this morning. Well done. (laughs) Someone was listening. What other words might we associate with Jesus? Hope. Hope. Good word. They're all good words, but that's a good word. (laughs) Sorry, it's a bit hard for audience participation this evening. Peace. Peace, thank you. Power. That's a word I thought of earlier. Mm-hmm. Saviour. Good word. Thank you. Yeah. Light. Light. You're going to have to get used to this, by the way, because I better this you. Any other words? Friend. Friend. Great word. Any other? Judge. Judge. Yeah. Other words? Teacher. Teacher. Forgiveness. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Forgiveness and sacrifice. Thank you, Kathy, for this, by the way. Didn't ask you to do this in advance. Crucifixion,
1: resurrection, resurrection. There you go.
0: <laughs> now we're saying words that, you know, I can't spell them, but, you know, <laughs> I'd sit there for a minute and go... <laughs> worth doing this. Yeah. I could do the four-letter words easily. Right, okay, I think we'll leave it at that for a minute. I'm sure there are lots and lots of other words. Um... Could we take that piece of paper off and give it to Davita, and she'll find a way of um, attaching it to somewhere in a minute. <laughs> Definitely thought that through beforehand, <laughs> didn't I, Davita? Where do you want to attach Blue cat, attach <laughs> it to something. Great, thanks, Davita. Uh, <laughs> okay, next word. This is only uh, doing two, so the way so it's only in the word, church. Now these can be as uh, positive or as negative. As you'd like, they could have been as positive or as negative as you liked about Jesus, actually, fairness. But yeah, they were all positive, words, really. What about church? What words come to mind when we think of church?
1: Corruption,
0: community, and corruption. There we are. <laughs> Two very different words. There, there we go.
1: <laughs>
0: Home. Words. What are the words? Ecclesia. Ecclesia. Mm. There we go. Shall I
1: write it
0: in Greek <laughs> Come on, I dare I you. <laughs> now you've said you want to, don't you? Yeah, I actually did. Good. You want me to do it with K's or C's? All right. Did I miss one? Uh, you got home? Your yeah. home? Community? No. Christian, I think Did you? Um, family. Family? Yeah, good word. Anything yes. else? Imagine for a minute that you weren't part of a church community, that you weren't a follower of Jesus. Um, it may be that you aren't, and, uh, and that's easier to imagine. But let's imagine for a moment that if you are, that you aren't. Can you imagine some of the words that people might say in response to the word church? Sunday. Sunday. Good. First word I thought of was boring, actually, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> It's the one that most people say to me whenever I talk about church outside of the Christian world—boring—and mm-hmm. some of the people in the Christian world, in fairness. I uh, sorry, you can absolutely um, on that question. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. Yes. Yeah. Good. Worship. worship? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Worship. Institution? Yeah. Amen. There we are. Thanks. That's the one I wouldn't have gone. I've gone. know. Uh, inst- That's why I got Kathy to do it. I can't spell. I can do many things, but not spell. Okay. Um, We're going to watch about a minute of some people asking what they think about church that aren't Christians, hopefully.
1: Ooh. Churches really So it, uh, in so it's like a, it's a ritual. They imagine in the pagan ritual, I have been hugely disillusioned with that Many years. Still, This power out right there, so all-encompassing and intelligent. It doesn't matter where you are on Sunday. That power's
0: Um, I should have said right at the start that if you've, if this is only the first time you've ever heard me speak, or is maybe the second time you've heard me speak, um, this evening I'm turning the preach around. Normally, what happens is we have a reading, and then I spend some time thinking about that reading. This evening, we're actually going to do some time thinking, and then we're going to have the reading. There's a reason behind it; it'll make sense, trust me, I promise. But if it's really uncomfortable for you, uh, forgive me. Um, you'll just have to get over it because there's not much you can do about it now um (laughs) but uh uh, but it's just it's not normally the way that i do things but it is the way we're doing things this evening outside of this space outside of our christian communities that we may have been part of or we may not be part of there is a lot of thought about church that is not always positive we put some of those words on the on the board they're old-fashioned perhaps and uh, institution or corruption or boring uh, maybe and by every metric that you try and measure it the church in this country at the very least is in decline however you look at it people less people are going to church every uh, every single every single week now you're here uh, and that's brilliant and wonderful thank you for coming because uh, i would be on my own otherwise um but how many people do you know who aren't here perhaps maybe in your halls at university people in your friendship groups people in your uh, in your homes or in your in your streets the church is in decline and every generation is seeing people fall away from faith and from the church in this country i say in this country because that's not true uh, around the world if you uh, go to africa in the last 100 years uh, they've gone from about 10 million Christians to about 360 million Christians. In China, in the last 50 years, they've gone from about 4 million Christians to about 100 million Christians. In parts of the world, Christianity and church attendance, however the way you look at that, is on the increase. Um, uh, but it's... Uh, but not but not here. So much so, interestingly, that actually over the years, many years ago, we used to send people to Africa or to China uh, to to go on mission trips. You might know some of the most famous people that went and did some of those things. Now people in Africa and China are coming here on mission trips to evangelise our nation. Now, I wonder um, if some of these words are some of the reasons why people have stopped coming to church. Maybe this is their perception of church. I've got a few of my own words that I think are positive, and the reasons why I think church is really important to us. We didn't say this one, uh, but the first one is friends, uh, actually. It's a very Christian word, that, isn't it? Friends, hello, friends. Uh, nice to see you, friends. Um, Jesus uses the word friends, in fact. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it says, Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because the servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I called you friends. For everything I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. Actually, that word friends is not a really good translation there. It's probably better as mates. Uh, all right, mates, you are my mates. You are the ones that I love, the ones that I am close uh, to. We've probably Christianized friends a bit more. And of course, we might have friendships outside of, and I hope we do have friendships outside of the church, uh, and I certainly do. But the word that I mean here is koinonia in the Greek. Ah, uh, there we are, we could try that one down, that one down with me. It's usually translated as friends, but it's so much more than that. There's something deeper about it, it's something that's about the shared nature of our faith that we get. It's ability to uh, say to somebody, when everything else uh, is lost, I'm going to pray for you for that. And to know that that person is going to pray for that thing, and to know that that will make a difference to them doing that. It's having those people who can challenge us. That's what church is about. It's about having people that ask you how life is going and actually genuinely care about that, that can stop us from wandering away from faith. Last week, I went away uh, with my friends, uh, Steve and Andy. They're my prayer triplet. Um, now, other than the fact that we're all vicars now, uh, we actually are not alike in any way at all. Steve is a massive fan of sports, any sports at all he loves uh, to play, uh, which is not me. Uh, Andy loves uh, techno music. In fact, I don't think it is techno music, but it's so cool that I don't know the name of the music. That's how cool Andy is uh, with his music love and Marvel films, neither of which I have any interest in uh, whatsoever. I hate those things. I love the music of Ludovico Einaudi, and, and I love eating ice cream and chocolate uh, far too much none of the things they really enjoy and yet we have this friendship this connection that we have found founded in a church and they are probably my closest friends we've walked together now for nearly 10 years they're not my only friends I'm pleased to say I have friends here in this room indeed but this first thing that church is is friends it's friends it's a way for us to find friends but it's also family as well John 1 Jesus uh, John 1 says Yet to those who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to be called children of God. And if we're all children of God, that means that we are brothers and sisters of each other. We are family together. Now, some of us might actually have really rubbish relationships with our actual siblings. And so for this, that might be a bit difficult. Some of us might have really good relationships with our siblings. But the idea of being brothers and sisters in the church is to reframe that, uh, to know your place, to know where you belong. We had uh, Matt get surprised because Matt got one of my words as well. Uh, We had the word home earlier. I think home is a good word uh, for church. Lots of churches use the words welcome home, Uh, and we've got it on our banner out the front of church. You might have noticed this. One of the reasons why, by the way, I don't wear shoes is because. this feels like home. It should feel like home when we're here. Uh, It should feel comfortable uh, in this place. This is the fourth church that I've been involved in in the last 10 years. Because of my job, I've moved around uh, with churches. And every time I've gone to a new church, God has been really gracious to me in confirming that it's the place where he wants me, because I've sensed that feeling of coming home, of feeling settled almost immediately. Now, God has spoken a number of prophetic words over the life of this church, one of which, which keeps sticking in my mind, is that it is a place where people can know God's presence, that God's presence can be known, that people will come here and they will know that they meet with God. It is that feeling of coming home, coming into the Father's Presence that church should be. Now, of course, God is everywhere, of course, He is, Uh, but we talk about thin places sometimes, places where it's more easy to experience or understand the presence of God. Home. This is home for us as church as well. We also uh, have the word body as well. The church is Jesus' body. Jess, uh, my wife, uh, used to babysit for some children, three children, uh, uh, one of whom was three years old and was still building some Lego. And uh, uh, Jess was babysitting for him and he built a church out of Lego. And Jess said, oh, that's really good, Josh, you've built a church. And Josh, at three years old, said, actually, the church is the people, not the building. <laughs> 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 to, to which Jess went, all right, fair enough. Thanks, three-year-old. You've told me that. Of course, that is true, isn't it, right? It isn't this building. It is the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Each one of you is part of it, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. We don't go to church. We are the church. And I'm really glad uh, you came this evening, as I say, uh, because if you hadn't, I'd have been been on my own with uh, eight pizzas, which is more than enough for anyone. I love pizza, but not that much. Uh, It's a bit too much. But you see, because I mostly love that you came here, because without you, we are not church. In being church, we are Jesus's hands and his feet. We do his work. Yesterday, we had about 250, we think, members of our community come and visit uh, the building, the garden. Some of you may have come and into the building, uh, mostly eating cream teas. Why? Because we're loved. to co- to be called to love our community to get to know them and great cake is a great way of loving people in my opinion we give them cake we love them we share god's presence with them we are his hands and his feet in our community got another word uh, here and i'm going to ask you to talk to your neighbor again for a moment uh, and it's a really dangerous point in which to ask this question. I'd love to you, you to answer the question that I was asked to interview here, which is, what's the point of preaching? What is the point of preaching? It's a really dangerous question to ask you 10 minutes into a preach, isn't it? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but but uh, and no, no question, no, 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 no. just to the person next to you, see whether you can answer that question. What do you think the point of preaching is? And I'm sort of asking this question, so the next time I'm asked it, I'll have a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> do you talk to your name it's alright it's ok they won't die I promise <laughs> who is brave enough to share what they think the point of preaching is? Other than the, the gap where you can play Angry Birds on your phone. Angry Birds is so out of date, isn't it? Most of you don't know Angry Birds. <laughs> I don't know if I ever played Angry Birds. It's just the phrase that we say. <laughs> What's the point of preaching? Anyone brave enough? It's a message from God. It's a message from God. Message from God. Other are are there things? Things that it is? What's it do? What does it do? What is it? What's, it? What's the purpose of it? Why do you come each week and listen to me, Babylon, for somewhere between 12 minutes and 20 minutes? Because you're kind? Because you like the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> we, we said for people to learn more about the Word of God. To learn more about the Word of and God. And then to be inspired, to put it into practice. There you go. Got the second word, inspire, you see? Get a bone, 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 bone as well. Preaching is teaching. Preaching is teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sermon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that is it, isn't it? Right, yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts? On the point of it is?
1: Yeah, there could be an immediate sort of. I mean, if you, as the vicar, i make making an assumption here, but presumably you have a close walk with God, so God would then speak to you, and mm. uh, therefore what God is saying, perhaps in the present, you then relay the congregation is just necessary about learning. Um, there is also some sort of instruction or direction yeah. it's not just a type of in my opinion that is a sort of an academic sort of opening up the Bible, and seeing what its sort of what other languages have been translated into I English do. and what various uh, cultural references in that mean. I think sometimes it would be just a straight link from God to you pass on a message in the present as they're sort of directed to you know, the church to yeah. go a certain way or not to do certain things or yeah. whatever God wants to say in the moment that uh,
0: my Anglo-Catholic um, my friends, um, of which I have many, um, talk about the L-shaped model of priestly ministry, and uh, I'm going to come to this. For those of you who are getting slightly nervous, particularly if you're from a free church background, I'm going to come to back to this worry in a minute. Uh, but th- that means that basically as a, as a priest, we receive from God and share to the people, and we also receive from the people and share to God. It's that L-shaped model. I actually think that is true, but I think that's uh, true of all believers. I think that's part of our calling as the priesthood of all believers to all of us listen to God and share with his people, corporate, not just necessarily here, um, but corporate, and also to pray on behalf of our nation, on behalf of people, and offer those prayers and intercessions uh, to God. Um, I think I can't actually remember what I said in the interview. It was clearly good enough that they didn't uh, tell me to get out. So, um, But I think I said something along the lines of some of the things you've been saying, particularly around kind of... Um, inspiring us into God's word and helping us to understand it, perhaps to hear, as you say, God's message, to hear God's message for us, to understand God's message uh, for us uh, in this place. It's a place of learning, certainly, right? Um, I've just got one more word that I had uh, thought of when I was thinking about that, and that is the word kingdom. Uh, I almost put Jesus, actually, and, and it's, uh, you know, because I'm a vicar, so you have to use the word Jesus somewhere in the preacher, uh, but I've come with kingdom. And there are lots of churches in Portsmouth that are quite similar uh, to St. Jude's. Uh, Three of them have had new leaders in the last two years. All of us are called Adam. uh, And so if you're wondering who the next vicar of Harbour Church is going to be, because Alex has moved away, then the bets are on he's going to be called Adam, uh, uh, because that's what the churches in Portsmouth are calling at the moment. Uh, But Adam, who runs Christ Central, Adam, who runs Kings, uh, and me, another Adam, who runs this church, have got to know each other over the last uh, couple, of, a couple of years since we've moved here. And we're all united in one key uh, vision, which is really interesting to see across the churches in Portsmouth. And that is that we're only interested in the kingdom and the growth of the kingdom. We're not interested in the empire of St. Jude's. I have no interest in the empire of St. Jude's. I actually apologised to that in a meeting the other day and then I backtracked on the apology. I have no apology for the fact that I'm not interested in the empire of St. Jude's at all. I have no desire to be interested in it. I'm interested in the kingdom of God. We want everyone here to belong to a church so we can know and make those friends, those koinonia, uh, so we can feel where we're part of a family, we can feel and know home, we can be part of his body, where we can learn the best place that we can learn. But we're not the only ones in this place that feel like that, that churches across this city um, uh, believe in and hope for that. And I'm, I was tempted, I've written this down, I was tempted to write, I've written scrubbed it out. I'm tempted to write, I don't care where you go. Because that's not actually true though, because I deeply care um, where you go and where you be church. And I'd be as delighted as if it's here, as if it's King's Church, or if it's Central, or if it's Harbour, or if it's uh, St Margaret's, or St James, or Cornerstone, or any of the other churches uh, in this city. Because you see, it's all God's kingdom, and that's what church is. Unity doesn't mean uniformity, it means it doesn't mean it's not being the same, it's wanting the same, it's wanting that same growth of God's kingdom. I promised you uh, that I was going to finish with uh, our reading rather than start with it, and our reading this evening would have been this reading from um, Hebrews 10. And I'm actually going to get you to stand, if that's all right, and I'm going to read this over us, and then we're going to just stand with it for a couple of minutes, moments in prayer. I know, it's a really backwards way of doing stuff, but I promise I'll be back to normal next week. Let me read these words. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I wonder if you could just sit with those words. Uh, And Lord, we ask that you would speak to us afresh through them.